Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome in episode four of the Portland Winterhawks podcast. I'm your host, Andy Durr Johnson. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. we got a lot to get to. Coming up at the end, we'll dive into the Seth Jarvis situation, which has taken a turn. Uh, recap the weekend that was for Portland. Give you a look at the upcoming schedule. There was a whole bunch to get to. Uh, a little bit later on in the podcast, Nick Merrick, the play-by-play voice, will join me as he does on every single episode. And we'll recap what the team's been doing, how they've been playing, and all that coming up here in a bit. We're going to start, though, with a player that I know Hawk fans are just thrilled to have back on the ice. He scored a goal in both of their wins uh, this weekend. It was one of the players that we were waiting on early in the season. Will he return? Will he not? Jaden DeRoe, the Tampa Bay Lightning draft prospect. Well, he's back. He's playing. He's loving his time and loving being back in Portland. I had the chance to stop by the Memorial Coliseum yesterday and have a conversation with Portland's leading scorer from a year ago. I think you'll enjoy it. Our first player featured Jaden DeRoe, fifth-round selection from Tampa Bay. Jaden, what's happening, buddy? Yeah, good morning. Nice to see you. This is fun, man. I've, we, we've been looking forward to these kind of player profiles and getting to know some of you guys behind the scenes. I got to ask, what has what has the last couple of weeks been like for you? I, it has to just be a whirlwind where you're waiting, not sure where you're going to go, unsettled. You get the call, and then I hear you have like a planes, trains, and automobiles experience getting to join the team up in Canada yeah. and now being <laughs> back. I mean, just what has the last couple of weeks been like for you? Yeah, well, my travel day getting there, that was that was hectic. It was, <laughs> I had to go from Syracuse to New York, New York to Philly, Philly to Calgary, wow. Calgary to Kamloops. I think I got in around like 3 a.m. or something and I'm on East Coast time. <laughs> so that's like 6 a.m. for me. Right, right. Oh. Yeah, no, it was, that day was a tough day. But then after that, like, it's been awesome. You know, yeah. seeing all the boys again, like, we're all around the same age. So you all have your same little quirks together sure. and hobbies. So, no, it's been a blast. And then, yeah. Guys are rolling now, which is awesome. We got huge couple wins there on the weekend. It's a good weekend for you guys. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, I mean, you. Ha- I mean, so wh- how long did it take you to adjust after all that traveling to like just feel normal again? Because was there like COVID protocols? Did you have to sit out for a couple of days? How did that work? Uh, no, we. Uh, they they gave me like PCR tests or okay. whatever the COVIDs are, or whatever. The, yeah, like you take it a million of them probably yeah. at this point. Yeah, it's, it's every day sort of thing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you're able to jump right in right away. And then, I mean, you mentioned you guys get those wins this weekend. 
Uh, you scored a goal in both games. I, you know, I, I know fans around here were waiting, you know, on pins and needles for your return, kind of. <laughs> and there was a couple other guys were waiting on. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. But how big was that? I mean, you guys historically, it feels like, and maybe I'm overreacting. Sometimes you start a little slow, and I don't know if it's a system or just waiting for guys. Does it feel like you may be fine in your stride after those couple of wins? Yeah, and I think everybody's like kind of nervous when someone comes back too. Like if I come back, like I haven't seen a lot of these guys for a long time. You right. know, it's unfamiliar faces almost. You only see them for a few weeks at training camp, and then that's it. And if you're not the same team with them, you don't really know who they are. But I think that BC swing, you know, uh, you're with guys a lot more often because you're in a hotel, and then you have a super long bus ride, so yeah. you kind of bring them back. You all talk and chat and get to know each other a bit better. So, yeah, I think we have a really good group, and really good camaraderie it's a good bonding experience i'd imagine to be yeah. on the road for that long <laughs> spending that much time together now were you at the barn festivities did you make it in time for that no i wasn't okay. there for that because <laughs> <laughs> i saw some videos and some pictures on social media it looked like people were getting run over by cows and stuff yeah. like, richie was sending me the yeah. videos i was like well this isn't good for a hockey we got right. hockey in two days well i was joking if somebody had to miss time do you list that on the injury report like you know injured at a rodeo or something yeah, or got you, hit by a bull exactly said a lower body or upper body injury uh, you know i you know, when you go from the AHA lo- ahl level to the whl level what is it as simple as saying the biggest difference is just size and speed it just, is there something else that stands out between the two leagues that uh just from you know getting that experience at that level and now being back to a place where you're really comfortable and had a ton of success in the whl yeah i mean if i were to talk to my younger self so if i was saying say like four years ago and i was talking to him saying hey like you know what one day you're going to get drafted you're going to be in the american hockey league you're going to be able to get these experiences one thing i would say to him is just that you know stick with the process it's not about you know where you're selected if you're even drafted it's you come in you just work that's the biggest thing in the american league was that you just got to work it's it's there's a structure to every game it's following that protocol and at the end of the day, if you do everything that coaches ask you, you're going to get ice time, you're going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you got to spread out those minutes. So whether it's five minutes a night or 20, it's you got to make every second count. And right. that was the biggest thing I learned was that, yeah, and it's also it's men. You can't forget that part. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, like, yeah, you're a guy, you come to the rink and guys are talking about their kids' birthdays and <laughs> they're going home to their wives. I'm in my hotel room, like, what is happening yeah. here? <laughs> like watching sports. Center yeah. <laughs> I'm binge watching my TV shows. Exactly, exactly. Well, what are you watching lately? What's on the uh, What was on the TV? You you had to download a bunch, I think, on that travel day, right? Oh yeah. No, I've been a uh, lot of movies recently. I watched Red Notice. Ooh, so is that good? Really Give it a good. Up? Okay. A lot okay. of good spoilers in that one. Good oh, plot twist. Okay, that's what I've heard. It kind of has yeah. a twist at the end of it's, it a little bit. It's a good one. All right. Okay. And then Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. So I'm a big Disney Plus guy. There you go. Huge Disney family. Been there you watching go. that. <laughs> And then I watched uh, that Sang Chi, uh, the Ten Rings, oh, yeah, 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 that Marvel one. I've seen the trailers for it. Yeah. it looks good. It was also very okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I mean, you got to find a way when you're traveling as much. You got to find a way to kill time, right? Is that usually what you do? Are you a watch movie and TV guy? Yeah, yeah. It d- depends on the TV series. If I can find something that I can stick with and like not get okay. super sucked in, otherwise, if I'm really drawn into it, then I'm like messing up my sleep schedule because <laughs> I just want to keep watching. It is dangerous, isn't it? When yeah. you get like four episodes in, you look up, and then a lot of them, you know, like Netflix will give you fifty 
15 seconds to turn it off, and you're like, all right, well, oh, I didn't grab the remote yeah. in time. I guess we'll do one more. <laughs> like, oh, there goes another hour. Yeah. What time is it now in the middle of the morning? Um, you, you talk about, you know, the, the difference in the leagues and, and the men. It's just it's amazing how you kind of forget that sometimes. I think fans do with this team. I mean, you're talking about high school and college-age kids, right? Yeah. And it's just a different level. How tough was it for you personally to be – I don't know if unsettled is the right word, but that, I mean that's got to be tough. Where you're used to your routine here, you're living with billets, and you kind of know day in and day out. And there, I mean, I imagine you're living out of a hotel and just try to not sure what the next day is going to bring. I mean, that's got to be really hard. Where you're trying to obviously give your full effort and make the team and make this work, but not knowing just what what the next day was going to bring. Yeah, and you know the biggest thing for me was that like I was in a hotel. So since I left Portland, I was in a hotel for a total of like little over four months. Wow. So it was like. Just about two months in Tampa, wow. and I had a roommate there. And then it was to Syracuse, and it was another two months and a little bit. So, I mean... That's a long time. Yeah. So, it was a lot mentally to deal with, and then being in Syracuse. Like, at least in Tampa, you have beautiful weather, everything. Like, it's it's pretty tough to not be happy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then Syracuse, you kind of have that gloomy weather where, like, it rains, it's gray skies, you know, it snows every little bit. Like, sure. it was just... So, yeah, being in a hotel, like, I didn't have a kitchen, so it was just Uber Eats or order wow. from, like, Costco and stuff you can make, like, just PB&Js, for example, right, or right. Make, like, little wraps. It was, yeah, it was tough. It yeah. was really different, and, yeah, like, I'm I'm so thankful to have billets and to have, like, what I have. It's, it's yeah, I'll never take it for granted. Kind of back to that normal, your routine, yeah. you got a house, and you're not eating out every night. Yeah. That's <laughs> A nice change of pace. What has it been like, you know, getting different? And you've obviously had this growing up playing hockey, but, you know, going from a different system than Mike Johnston and now being back in his system again, one that you've obviously excelled in the last couple of years. What's that adjustment been like for you? Yeah, so if I compare him, if I compare Mike's system to John Cooper's in Tampa, I, I find they're a lot similar in uh, play of style, how uh-huh. they, they want to push the pace, play with speed, you know, don't, don't dump pucks in, kind of hold on to it, like, and then you kind of go to the American League where it's more um, grinded out, you know, like physical bodies, hit guys, you know, strip pucks, not so much of a skill game. So I think like that, that really was a big difference, but it also added to my game, that more grittiness, that more physicality, the more, you know, go through people, not not swing around sticks, fly buying around. And I think that's helped my game actually Interesting. in, in okay. hindsight, looking back. Why do you think the AHL's like that? Is that just the, the the brand of player that's in that league, the coaching? Is that just what they want to develop, to your point, that that's an aspect of your game maybe that you don't get at the junior level? Yeah, I think uh, listening, so a lot of the guys will get recruited, right? So they send their prospects to the American League, they come right. back up. And hearing a lot of them, like a lot of good guys, I, I won't quote anyone because I don't want to, Really sure. in that aspect, but yeah, what yeah, I, yeah. so yeah. what I've been told is it's it's almost easier to play in the National League than it is the, than the American, just because of that skill set where everyone you know and plays with skill, and then at any given time you could be traded. So there's no real enemies per se in that. Gotcha. Where in the American League you have guys are fighting for their spots every day, and it's not a secured contract. It's not a very high contract, so they're trying to. You know, they got their kids, they got their wives, they got right. their mortgage, like they got cars. It's either me or you that's making it to the next yeah. level. and it's either a 20-year-old or it's this 30-year-old. So, I mean, wow, yeah, yeah it, it was a lot different mindset I found. It was just like a like a dog-eat-dog. Dog. Right, yeah, the, yeah, next man. I mean, that's, it's a crazy way to think about it, too. I love the idea, though, that it, it, it adds to your game, getting that kind of physical aspect, and now you're back and you can kind of bring that to the WHL level. So we got, uh, on December 11th, is the Teddy Bear Toss Game. 
Now, it's, I, I'm a part of the television crew. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about half the time, but I have fun doing it. It's going to be the first TV game of the year, so I need some insight from you. Who's your money? Who's scoring the teddy bear toss goal? Who's it against? Uh, Spokane. All right, all right. Um, you like, are you putting the odds on you? You liking your chances? I, you liking a teammate? I mean, I want to put self-confidence on myself, okay, but okay. I don't like I, I, I love our team too, though, so I, it depends how it starts out. You could go, I could go with some D-man. I could go with some Ooh. forwards. Like, Okay, we got different options we can yeah. go with. All right, well, I'm going to take that as Jaden DeRoe. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Jaden DeRoe's going to score the, the Teddy Bear Toss goal. The other one that's coming up, I've always been curious to ask you guys, uh, and I know the fans love it, and it's kind of a fun event. Every, the Daylight Game. Oh yeah, it's back. I don't. Did you guys? You didn't do one last year, right? Because it was such year, a no. weird COVID year. So yeah. that's coming back. It's Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Do you enjoy? I mean, you wear the, Are you wearing the eye black? Are you getting all in on that? It depends. If the sun will be up for a bit, I might. Okay. Last time I did put it on, and then I think I took it off after warm ups. Just a little action shot for the sure. warm ups. You just want to get the picture. I get yeah, it. I gotta look good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Eh? Okay, so I mean, we talked about you know the wins this weekend. What what kind of clicked for you guys? Is it just, you know, you mentioned the time on the road and the continuity and, and you just having you back obviously helps and you're scoring goals. It's a big boost for the team, obviously. But finding your stride, what, what was it about those two games this weekend and what felt good about those performances? I think it was just kind of being in front of that home crowd. I mean, looking back at the guy's schedule here, like I was always watching them when I was away and like there was never like a real, like now we have, nine games left where it's like all at home all home yeah. exactly so yeah. i think like everyone was on the road and you're worried more so like am i gonna play oh i gotta pack all my bags and like you're you're just mentally not really there we're now like we're, we're in a good routine we had a great week of practice and it was like we got two home games my family's coming down i get to play in front of my family you know like i haven't seen my you haven't seen your parents in however long and just a great feeling like i think yeah. now that we got all these home games it's a better routine it's more structural it's better for you and I yeah. think, yeah, I think it's just going to kind of un- unroll itself Kind of continue on. We'll yeah. see if it, if it keeps up this weekend. Well, I know it's a, it's a great loaded home schedule. You guys got to love that. How tough was that last year? I don't know what the travel was like for families, but how if they were able to come visit you, just how hard was that, you know, not only playing without fans, because we did a couple of TV games. I felt it was like I'm watching a practice. Like, it yeah. was just really weird. Mm-hmm. And you guys brought it, and you played hard, and I get that. But just as you're highlighting, having that home juice kind of back and the crowd behind you and the, the chanting after a goal, like, yeah. just having that extra boost, how nice has that been? And then how nice has it been to have your family in town watching games? Yeah, so for that, that we'll call it COVID year. Sure, so COVID for the co- year. So yeah. for the COVID year, yeah, no one could come down. Like, everything was borders were restricted. Yeah, like, you couldn't do that, which sucked. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, especially in the games, like you just had to, you had to create your own momentum. And also, there was, like, there was a plus side to it where if you're on the road and, you know, if they score, it's, it's you know, it's like, oh, okay, they got to go, whatever. Like, let's go. You <laughs> yeah, know, you, we'll go drop the puck. Well, yeah, yeah you going. don't have yeah. to listen to the fans <laughs> or banging on the glass. It wasn't like, That's ah, a good point. Yeah, yeah. so. But, no, like, yeah, having them back, oh, it's, it, you miss it. It's, it's a part of sports. And right. I remember even watching uh, like UFC fights when they had no fans, and you hear every single punch or every yeah. word that like, you can hear their coaches talking to them. And I was like, "Man, I'm like that's crazy. I've never noticed that because all the fans are just going nuts the whole time." <laughs> right. It's one of those things where it always was like a given, and then it gets taken away, and you realize what they bring exactly. to events. I know yeah. like television ratings and sports have been really down the last couple of years. I think a lot of it's just because it didn't feel like you're wa- like it just was like practices. It yeah. just didn't feel like it was real. And now all the ratings are back up. People are excited because it kind of feels normal again. I'm, I want to play a fun get-to-know Jaden DeRoe game, okay? Sounds good. All right, I'm going to throw these at you, and then I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up or thumbs down. We'll see how your answer is, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your favorite movie? 
probably red notice right now. Red. Okay, you're like, just going red notice. Like I, I'm, uh, like I'm very bipolar with that. Like I kind of, <laughs> I like what I just watch. Okay, you like the most recent thing. Yeah. Are you going? I'm asking favorite TV show. Same thing. Peaky Blinders. Oh, good pick. That is that is my good pick. When's the new season coming out? Oh, I don't know because she passed away. Right, I know the actress passed away. It was yeah. real sad. I don't. Well, the way it they left you on a cliffhanger. Yeah, that was the other part of COVID that I love was that I caught up on TV shows. Yeah, and I didn't start Peaky Blinders until COVID, so I cruise oh, through the whole thing, yeah. and then you're done. You're like, hey, where's my next season? I yeah. need I need see, something else here. Man. Yeah, see, I've watched it twice now. Have you really? Yeah, you I, love it. It I love it. I love it. Thomas Shelby. That is uh, one of the better theme songs too of a TV show. Oh yeah, it's a really good theme song. Yeah, uh, favorite mu- favorite musician. Oh, see, this could go either way. I got a very wide variety. If I were to pick from genres, so if I go, if sure. I'd go hip hop, rap, probably my number one. I'm probably going Kanye or Drake. Okay, between those two. If I'm going like dance, I'm going Loud Luxury. Loud Luxury. Okay. Yeah. All if, right. Uh, alternative, kind of like that more MGK style, like that little kind of like soft rock. Right, kinda, right. I like that vibe. Okay. Okay. You and any oldies? You do the oldie thing or no? Uh, I could, but <laughs> I don't know the artist that well. It's more so okay, kind of okay. like the year, like 60s or 70s. Sure. You kind of know the decade yeah. that it came out. All right. That's <laughs> the hits. The main uh, hits. Favorite fast food place? <laughs> uh, Cinnabon. Cinnabon. When I'm in the States, Cinnabon or Chipotle. Okay. That's an upset. I don't know how many people say Cinnabon. See, I love cinnamon buns. Is it the smell just you walk by? I'm in that mall. I'm in that mall looking. I smell like, oh, I need it. I'm getting I'm getting a cinnamon bun. Uh, What's your favorite sport to play other than hockey? Golf. Golf. What's your handicap? Let's see. The best I shot. See, I don't know. I I always get messed up with these. So the best I shot was like an 83 or an 84. That's a solid round. But like, that was like a one time. Otherwise, like it's like usually like high 80s. Yeah. Oh, that's hey, that's respectable, yeah. right? You're playing bogey golf, you take that, oh, right? Exactly. Uh, favorite comedian? Oh, God, I love the thought that's going into these. This is See, great. me and my dad talk about stand-up comedy all the time. Sure, we love it. So, oh, are you in more like the cutting edge kind of stuff? You like people to push the barriers? See, I like, like the, a... I like the humor. Like okay. I'm not, I don't get offended by it because it's just it it's one man's opinion. Sure. Um, everybody's got a different take on it, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, his name right now. He's a little Italian guy. Little Italian or guy. Not little. He's... Um, All right, we're pulling out the phone to Google it. Yeah, gotta, I, I got to get this we name. We got to get this name right. Because la- So, funny story. Last year, I was going to go to him in Washington because he did a stand-up. And what ended up happening was he was at the casino, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, like, it's 18. I can go there, and right. I can... I got my tickets. And... I called right before I'm about to leave and go, no, you have to be 21 to enter. Oh, come on. I'm like, you're kidding. I'm like, I get it's like a seat. I'm like, but right. I just want the comedy. Right. So Sebastian Maniscalco. He's great. He is. Yes. He's my favorite. Okay. And, I like that. And then after him, I'd go tight second Burt Kreishner. Burt Kreishner. He's, he's the machine. His yeah, old stories about yeah. going to Russia and stuff. Oh, solid. Uh, favorite video game? COD. Yeah. Are you a PlayStation or Xbox guy? PlayStation. PlayStation, my yeah. man. I like that. Well, I mean, you guys got. I mean, obviously, you're you're finding your your routine, right? You guys are at home. What what's the goal for you this year? But, but both on a team level and an individual level. I mean, you got you led. Correct me if I'm wrong. The team in points last year. So you had a great season. You obviously have been drafted. You've you've gotten that experience. So you know, individual goal and, and team goal. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, individual goals, you always want to have high numbers. It's always a key. Um, At the end of the day, it's not what I'm most worried about. I really want to take care of, you know, a solid 200-foot game, whether, 
you know, if I have no goals that night, I want to be able to say, like, I had, you know, like, a plus three. Like, I contributed in some way or, like, the, the lineup I'm going against didn't have anything. You know, like, either I want to shut them down or I need to produce. It's kind of like I want to go hand-in-hand hand with both those. Uh, team goals. Um, looking at the start we have right now, uh, I think we could finish third in our division, climb even higher with the role we're going on. I think we have a lot of potential and upside. So there's really no boundary I don't see for ourselves. Right. But I've, I want to make playoffs. I want to go for a run every year, you know. Like, that's always been Mike Johnson. You know, we've always made playoffs. We've always gone deep. Right. So I think that's the biggest thing that our team's looking forward to is that, you know, we ha- we could have a good potential run. And I think we got to realize it now before we kind of lose our opportunity of window. How, how tough was that for you guys in 2019 when things got shut down? Oh, God. You know, I was... I was so excited. Yeah. Like, I was like, man, like, we're, like, looking back, like. You guys were cruising, man. Oh, You're and our division team. was so tough. It was. Like, it was, the top five teams in the league, it was us, then Everett, and then Spokane was fifth. So, yeah. the top five teams, three of them came from our division. It's cr- and you guys were, yeah, that was, I remember when everything got shut down, it was such a bummer, because you guys yeah. were loaded, and, but it's, as you point out, under Mike, I mean, it feels like every year, you just find a way to retool and reload, and yeah. we'll see if some other roster moves come in the next couple of weeks, and maybe you're right back there. Last one for you. I don't know if this is going to upset fans or not. <laughs> Who do you hate more, Seattle or Everett? Oh. Well, playing in arenas, I love playing in Seattle. Just because of the energy the I, fans bring I to love, that, yeah. I love getting heckled. Yeah. I think it's. I think there's nothing <laughs> the better. The Portland sucks. Chance yeah, and they I get think going. Yeah. I think there's nothing better than winning a game in Seattle. But I hate playing in Everett. It's just something about, like... It's not their fans or the team. It's more, I just don't like being there. It's just, I don't like that city. Like, I go, we walk from, when we stay at that hotel, we go for that walk, um, or we get our coffees and walk down there. I just hate that street. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Everything about it. I did, yeah. It's a terrible city. <laughs> That's great. I love it. That's a great way to end. Well, Jaden DeRoe, man, uh, thanks for doing this. First player profile. This was awesome. I hope the fans enjoyed it and got a chance to get to know you better. And best of luck the rest of the way, man. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. Man, that was a fun conversation. Jaden's a great guy. Uh, really enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it as well, getting to know him a little bit better. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the rest of the season here in Portland, we go from the player side of things to Nick Merrick, our friend who stops by every single episode. His insights on what he's seen from the team lately, the goaltender situation, and how they can continue to improve going forward. Here's my conversation yesterday over at the Glass Palace with the voice of the Portland Winterhawks, Nick Merrick. What's happening, man? Happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to you. This is a great time of the year. I absolutely love this things are going great hawks are coming off a couple of nice wins feeling good feeling really good so just ready to go into the holiday season some family was in town for the portland winterhawks players my family's coming to town this week so uh no reason to be sad i mean let's start with what you just talked about and jane Duro highlighted it that he they're feeling good and and that was a really big weekend i mean Kelowna in town and it's it's uh you know you're looking for that kind of stability early in the season off of that long road trip you want to capitalize on all these home games in a row yep. they still got what seven and more eight more whatever it is i mean they're at home forever it feels like what stood out to you that you saw this weekend i mean cuz it, it felt like things are clicking for this team right now you're right i think there was a moment where a f- a switch flipped and i don't know exactly what part of the game it was, but it happened sometime in that Everett game. Albeit it was a loss in overtime to start the week, but it was still a key point. Another overtime game forced against Everett, and they played three straight against them, who are the second-best team in the CHL to a one-goal game. So that helped them a lot. 
And when you when you read the locker room, I'll have the chance to kind of go down and, and of course I'm I'm grabbing some players for some different media interviews and things like that and, and just you know, kinda of catching up and everyone has some stats to update, of course, because there there's some things that are missed. So making sure that all those are in line and correct uh for the league perspective, but it was a better energy in the group. It was a it was a group that knew they could win any single night, and that kind of turned it around when they started scoring. And they never trailed in that game against Everett. They did it the final horn when they lost in overtime, but that kicked them off into the Kelowna game. And then they came with back-to-back terrific starts, uh, scoring three goals in the first period in one game, four in the next. Uh, so overall, the offense started kind of clicking around. And when the team play with the lead, you just get your confidence back. Your goaltender has more confidence. Defensively, you have more confidence. You don't have to focus as much about offensive scoring because uh, you did that in the first period. You took care of your job and you, and you really, uh, you know, you played a Portland game and a Portland game that Hawks fans are used to seeing. So right. it was a terrific week. I think it's still pedal to the metal now. You're exactly right, Andy. There's still eight, you know eight more games in a row uh, for the Hawks here starting this Thanksgiving week until they're you know finally on the road for two games before Christmas, and then you come back in 2022 and you look to hit things off strong. So it's a good spot that you could almost put a little asterisk next to and say, is this the seat the pot the is this the part in the season right, that right. the year really turned around and took off for the Hawks? Is this the moment that's the turning point? I think it's one of those we'll have to look back on and see how the, the rest of this week goes. I know they're excited about the upcoming home schedule. And, you know, I, I just got done chatting with Jaden DeRoe, who was awesome. I think uh, he's he, a great, great young man. He's, he was a lot of fun to talk to. And as, as fun as he is to talk to off the ice, he is as good on the ice. Yes. And sometimes it's just as simple as, I mean, you're looking at both games this weekend, who's scoring a goal in both games. Jaden DeRose right yep. there. I mean, it just, I, I imagine, and, and it's funny that he highlighted to kind of, you know, connect the dots from the podcast that we've done early in the year, where you pointed out, I want to say two podcasts ago, as they were getting ready to go on that road trip, how Mike loves having those trips early in the year and just kind of a bonding experience and coming together. Yep. And Jaden said that that was a, a big thing for them, that at the end of that trip, they just felt more connected and they had spent more time together. And he joined them halfway through. He wasn't even there the whole time. Right. And we'll, and we'll see if that ends up being part of this equation. But I mean, just, it, it's a, again, a simple question and a simple answer but how nice is it having Jane DeRoe back on the ice no without a doubt and you're, he's exactly right with the the road trip perspective because the team you're immersed with each other 24-7 there's no more you're at the rink a lot maybe six seven hours but then after that guys will go back they'll have dinner with their billet families they'll do some own things at home some activities a lot of guys will game every once in a while and they'll sure. you know they'll hop on the headset like we're doing now and chit chat but it's way different than when you're in the room you can kind of go across the hall in the hotel uh sit together with each other even if you're just watching a show it's still bonding time together um and it's it's crazy how well teams can gel just over something so simple as that when you realize it's gone and then now you have a chance to actually do it on the road uh but yeah Jaden DeRoe is just next level I mean he's he's a pro um fans have known that for years the Tampa Bay Lightning knew that when they picked him uh and you could tell on the ice it's not even the goal scoring touch and the big plays he's able to do it's just the way he controls his shift when he's on the ice he'll do the really small things that uh you know I, I think go maybe not for granted but they get overlooked when he's able to draw two penalties that sets up a power play in one night um you know just his extra work of going to the board to try to win a battle and uh, you know he's always trying to make the first pass out of the zone and he's trying to you know start the transition style that Portland loves to play so he right. plays this Portland game so well that when he comes back it's like oh yeah we, we really did miss Jaden Duro <laughs> this guy just puts the Hawks to the next level and then you see that there's no surprise when the team finally returns home and his first home game back 
they're leading Everett the whole time, and then they get their season high and goal scored with them. So right. he's right. a difference maker in the lineup. He's very fun to watch. Um, and you know, if there's any other reason to come out to a Hawks game, maybe it could just be <laughs> Jaden Drow and you enjoyed the chat with him a minute ago. Yeah. Um, he's such a great human being and an unbelievable hockey player that's always a joy to watch. Well, I, I think it's always true of the great ones where not only does it show up in the box score what they do, but it's all the other things that don't show up in a box score. Correct. It's just the little things here or there to not only help teammates but help the team get a win. It just It's amazing how they can have an impact, and he's doing that. We'll see. We'll wait. We're all waiting on two more guys. I know we bring that up every podcast, so we'll see where that goes. Um, I want to ask you about the goaltender situation because we've, we've touched on that a number of times, and it feels like they're in a position where you're going back and forth a little bit here. What have you seen lately? How do you think that plays itself out? I think it's been a great one-two combo right now. Um, I think this past weekend against Kelowna was the first time both goaltenders, Dante Genuzzi and Lachlan Gordon, each got a win yeah. on the same weekend. So that's a good step in the right direction uh, just in terms of getting overall confidence back from the defensive side because it's different. Uh, the Hawks goalies, I always say they're, they're the hardest goaltenders in the WHL because under Mike Johnson's system, they may not see a shot in 12 minutes of game time. How do you get a rhythm off that? It's, it's essentially like icing the kicker in football. Yeah. You know, you're, you're coming off cold. You're trying to stay loose and keep your mind. It's a, you know, it's a mental game. That's why they always do the little skates to the corner. Yeah. They come back. You always see goaltenders play with the water, their hair, their mask. <laughs> they just need something to kind of have activity there. Um, and that first game, there was no shots until... I think they ended up with two shots in the first period Kelowna did. So uh, hard to get a rhythm off of that. Then all of a sudden you you parlay that into a big win. So you're able to find your groove. It was a great night against Everett defensively and goaltending-wise with Dante. He comes right back, has a phenomenal start. Albeit Kelowna did make a comeback, but I'm not putting those goals on Dante 100%. You can't do that. It's, it's a team game, and the Hawks had a little lapse on Friday sure. night. Uh, then, you know, it's, it's one of those where it's typical. You played two games in the week. You need a day of rest. Lachlan Gordon's family's also in town his dad was in so you want to play both both sides and allow the goaltenders to uh both get their time to shine then Lachlan Gordon came in and he did terrific only allowed two goals in his start got another home victory under his belt um as a rookie so it's a really interesting combo those two have and they always feed off each other too Andy they they want to improve they want to get better together um sometimes not very often but I have seen different teams where uh, you know you'll get a number one goalie and a number two goalie and you know you're the one you know you're the two and then the two kind of loathes the one for a little bit like you're trying to feed off them but you're also really hungry to get in there for a game but when you have this nice dynamic of back and forth technically I, I think it's safe to say Dante is the one right now right uh, but it's more of like a 1a 2b because it's it, you know it's not like Dante needs to take 90% of the share because Lachlan Gordon's not as good as him it's one of those where they can feed off each other and that competition caused them to get better in practice because they kind of right. know that hey if, if I have a faulty week you know uh, my my teammate's gonna job yes yeah. he's gonna take the job so I think that's been a really healthy mix um and everyone always says this is a hockey cliche but uh, everyone always looks at them and say goalies are really weird I don't know why they just have weird quirks about them <laughs> and do. it's funny because when I heard about it it sticks with you but recently for Portland it's almost the opposite our goalies <laughs> have been some of the nicest more, most normal human beings they're terrific people to talk to they'll always take care of you when you chit chat even you know on record for interviews just wanted to see how the team's doing off the record and just have a nice conversation about family life um, it's really it's really astonishing to see how they're able to grow together. And it's cool because I get to be a part of that too. Um, but goaltending situation right now, it's it's on a high. It's going on a high. I think it's starting to escalate. And, I mean, we'll see how it goes. We kind of alluded to it a minute ago. This, this homestand is going to be key uh, to kind of see where the Hawks sit. 
Yeah, it's got to be a great feeling when you get both guys with a win in the same weekend and playing well because you want that to continue. You don't want you don't want somebody to become the number one goaltender because the other one isn't playing well. You want them to take over and win that job. Correct. And if they're both playing great, then you keep riding both of them when you need to give one a breather or back off here or there. It's a great position to be in. You've highlighted, and Jaden brought it up too, I got to imagine you're seeing just kind of a, a sparkle in the eye of these players with their families being in town. I mean, that, you go through what they went through last year and the border obviously being shut down and just not being able to travel that way. Uh, have you seen that? Is there ex- an extra boost in practice or an extra, you know, pep in their step, if they will, if you will, because that's got to be fun for them to have their families back in town. You mentioned Lachlan getting the start as dads in the arena. Like, that's just something you missed out on last year. Oh, without a doubt. I think there's so many family members that were actually in town this, this past weekend, which was tremendous to see. Um, and it's just kind of the extra energy when you come into the rink. It's more so of, uh, you know, the coaches always kind of put that business mindset. Like when you come in at four o'clock for a seven o'clock game, like clock in, take your punch card, essentially punch it in. We're going, this is, this is down to business. But when you get family in town, things are a little bit lighter. It's still business time, but also they're probably just coming from a nice lunch with the family to catch up. And everyone's kind of a little bit more cheery. Uh, so there is the extra pep in the step, just in terms of they want to do well for the family. They had many family members who came to see them in, in Canada, of course, cause it's a little easier travel wise when you have a, you know, I think it's about six or seven um, players from British Columbia, short drive, pretty sure. relative easy or a very easy flight from Alberta or Manitoba. Um, so there were family members on that Canadian trip as well. So you get family kind of in back-to-back weeks almost, which I think was also helpful. Uh, but of course, they didn't get as many wins on the road as they did then. So when you come back, it, it shows how much more you want to get those wins in front of the family members. And, and they had a terrific day um, after the game on Saturday. Always happier when you get a sweep. Uh, but everyone got to enjoy it right across where we're recording this podcast now in our uh, Georgia Pacific room in the VMC. And uh, it was a nice part party there were i think 12 to 15 circular tables of players and family members all mingling and the staff was there and that's awesome really good times were shared so these are kind of the moments that will you'll look back on and think that was you know kind of a special moment i think the players will realize that in due time too no doubt about it and and looking ahead i mean how nice is it for you on a personal note to have your family in town this week oh without question i mean it's the um it's tough when you're on the road players know it too like you do come together because i get a chance to kind of connect more with some of the players and just more so on a personal note because it's you know typically when you're around it's hey i need you for this or i need you for that can you help us here now it's just Hey, how's mom and dad? Do you have any siblings? What are, you know, if they do, how are they? Are they younger, older? Do you enjoy talking with them? So you get to just kind of connect on that different level. And uh, it's a very similar vibe for me now. When family comes into town, they get to kind of see what I'm doing. And it's hectic and everything's going on. But then you get a day off on Thursday to enjoy some Thanksgiving Day turkey. And I'm sure we're we'll watching some football and yeah. uh, just kind of kicking back and enjoy things. There's going to be a few boxes for my family to unpack. <laughs> um, we, we just moved uh, homes in Hillsboro. So, You've been uh, busy, man. Very busy time. Time. But it'll be it'll be really nice to kind of see some some family members as well. And I've had a ton of friends obviously come by early on. So from my perspective, it's it's also neat. And uh, uh, they'll they'll be bugged behind me while we're uh, watching the games on Wednesday and Friday. And I'm sure they'll get a you know they'll get the play by play man right in their ear. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the timing too on your part. You pick right when you get home from a long road trip to move. 
Yes. This is perfect. You, oh, you planned that out great. Absolutely lovely. Couldn't I, <laughs> Huge shout out to my wife. She did a great job with all the moving and stuff. Mother-in-law came down and helped. They, <laughs> yeah, those, two were, those two were warriors. I'm, I'm in the doghouse a little bit for that, for sure. But I'm, I'm over here talking hockey, and they're over here packing U-Haul boxes. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. Uh, I got to ask before we get to the upcoming schedule, and there's a lot of things to pub because it's it's fun. It's fun having this long stretch. Yep. Uh, number one side dish on Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, stuffing. Got to be stuffing. Stuffing. Okay. Yeah. Small okay. Side of gravy, um, can't be any fancy stuffing. It's got to be just your typical like chicken broth stuffing. I like it. I like it. What's the most overrated side dish on Thanksgiving? Ooh, uh, if you got to you got to eliminate one. Survivor, you got to vote them off the it's, island. It's not really a it's not really a side dish, but like cranberries. I'm not a big fan of cranberries on on, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that even counts. So you go like canned cranberry. Or you go actual cranberry. Either one. Either both one. Both can go for oh, me. Yeah, vote them off. But it's hard. Like I like mashed potatoes. I like stuffing. I like green bean casserole. Maybe there's another casserole I don't like. The green bean casserole can be controversial. Yes, I'm out east though. I'm a Carolina boy at heart, so they okay. do good green bean casserole out there. <laughs> maybe I won't trust somebody if they cooked it out west. Okay, but, okay. So maybe we'll go with that for Portland's perspective. West Coast green bean casserole. Yeah, you know what? Tell us, though, if you make a good green bean casserole. I don't mean to disrespect you. I'm We're, we're happy to try them. That's right. Send me the recipe. I want to see the recipe, exactly. right? I think half of this is who, you know, a lot of people don't like stuffing. It's because somebody made it too dry. Yep. Like, that's on you. You didn't cook it right. Agreed. Stuffing Agreed. is delicious. Uh, so Wednesday game, obviously. Friday is the daylight game. I can't. That's going to be such a fun scene at the VMC. Teddy Bear Toss game coming up on December 11th. Yep. I mean, this has just got to be... You, you guys are walking on cloud nine around here where you just got this great schedule, great events, and, and you know, Jaden highlighted how nice it was to just, I mean, be back at home, sure, sleeping in your own bed, but then have that boost from the home fans. It just, it, it, it's uh, exciting for the next couple of weeks, I think. No, I agree. I think the, the crowds deserve a big kudos to who came this past weekend. I thought the energy was really good on Friday and Saturday. Um, I think more of that's going to help, especially you're always going to be energized as a fan base when your team's winning. Uh, but I do yeah. think more wins are going to come. I think everyone saw that and witnessed it based on how the team was clicking on this weekend. Um, but yeah, just being home for a long stretch. And there's also the standpoint of, you're home over a weekend, but sometimes you're home over a weekend. And then it's, well, we have a Wednesday game in Seattle. Yeah. So I'll enjoy the weekend. But then when you come back on Monday, you're thinking, I got a practice day. Then I got to kind of half pack my stuff with our equipment manager. And then on Thursday or Tuesday after practice, then Wednesday, we're, we're going up. You know, then it's like an up and back. So then all of a sudden, well, there goes six hours of travel time right away. Sure. But this is, no, the team is home, literally home, not getting on a bus again until December 16th, probably the day before the game on the 17th. Um, so that's a long stretch, and, and there's so many good nights coming up. Uh, I, I think this is the most exciting time of the season, and I could almost put this as more exciting than playoffs, which is very weird to say, but just because of the amount of activities there are this month are tremendous. There's a season ticket holder event. I know it's over Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we, we just wanted to give something that at least was a, an initial chance for those who were in town with their family members to come. Uh, but there will be plenty more. Everyone's asked about that. There's going to be a lot more meetings. We're trying to uh, you know build this where the season ticket holder base gets you know more time with the players besides just one event. We're trying to do one every month or at least have something for them every month. Um, so this one will just kind of kick it off. Uh, uh, then, of course, the daylight game after Thanksgiving is always sensational. Uh, it's just such a different environment. It feels, it really does feel like the outdoor game like we talked about last week. So that one's a great one to come to. Uh, I know DeRoe is very pleased and excited for that one. Um, many players are excited for that one because it's, uh, it's just so different to be able to go onto the ice and, and it takes them back to some of their roots when they skated outdoors when they were kids. Uh, and you can't really do that in Portland necessarily. But who knows? Maybe down the road, maybe partnership will come with someone. Um 
and then of course it goes right into the holiday season. You got Teddy Bear Toss, uh, you got a toy drive, which is always great, and Les Schwab, and uh, you know they'll come out and they'll bring a crew, and uh, Fox will bring their crew over to, to help donate some toys back to the local charities. The Teddy Bear Toss is always a uh, a friendly surprise because everyone always shows in, in the best mood possible, and you're ready to score. The Hawks historically score in that first period, so uh, I guess I should knock on wood as I'm saying that, but uh, that'll that's always a great one because there's just Teddy Bears flying left and right, and uh, it's going to be televised as well this year That's so right. that'll be on that'll be a tv game at which the fans who don't or aren't able to make it or if you want to dvr it and rewatch it you could tune right into that one um so it's just such a great stretch ahead and, and the fact there's so many home games in a row the hawks fans uh really get spoiled for a change which is kind of nice i mean whoever made the schedule whoever the schedule gods were this year thank them <laughs> to be Green. home through thanksgiving like all the way like this is amazing it's one <laughs> of those years you just hey we'll, we'll take it you love it every yep. team would love to have this opportunity you know what in a weird way this comes back a little bit to covid which is bizarre, but I think they tried to push back those games early on against Canadian opponents to make sure the border had enough chance to open up and ah. make sure the restrictions were good. So I think that's part of it where it came because the Hawks were only playing in the division, but now the borders are open. All the BC teams are coming down to play Portland. They're playing Seattle. They're playing Everett. And that's why we're seeing four BC division opponents in a row. So it's I think that, that's got to play a part in it somewhere. Hey, you take it, man. Whoever made it, I'll take it. Yep. It's great. It's going to be fun. Wednesday night, Friday, the daylight game. Are we going to see Nick Merrick and Black? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Okay. I might have to stop right. over like a Dick Sporting Goods and get somewhere, or at least go down and borrow some of the locker Somebody's room. Somebody's got to have some of the locker that? room. Yeah. Just a mean-looking broadcast. Yeah, look good. We need to put that up on Instagram, <laughs> make it a thing. Throw it up on Twitter. I love it. Well, you are running around like a chicken with your head cut off today. It is a crazy day. So thank you for sitting down for 15 minutes. I love it. Have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll catch up again on the next podcast. No, I absolutely love this, but I can't I can't close it off before I throw it back okay. to you. The one time, because you threw it to me about Thanksgiving dish. Sure. Get it thinking about Give me your, uh, what's your favorite thing you're looking forward to meal-wise and non-meal-wise on Thanksgiving? My favorite thing about my Thanksgiving is that I, we go to the in-laws, yep. and they are not traditional Thanksgiving people. And so they, I mean, we got ribs. You got meatballs. Love that. You go like like uh, you know wings. You they go all over the map. Now there is some turkey. So if you like turkey, you yep. can do it. I'm just I'm not a turkey guy. Okay. I think turkey is an overrated bird. Wow. There's a reason we only eat it once a year. And if turkey was great, we'd eat it throughout the course. Of, <laughs> nobody's cooking a turkey in July. It's not good. But you know what everybody loves? Wings, ribs. True. You know ribeyes. True. That kind of stuff. So all the other things. I'm you know big stuffing fan. I think mashed potatoes are a little overrated. That's my hot take. Okay. I think they're a little overrated, but uh, I, I love that it's a it's a place where you can kind of it's all over the board. You know, I'm not I'm not stuck in one group of four options here, and that's what I got. It's all over the map. A, I love that tradition. Um, B, do you have mashed potatoes that are actual like real potatoes and chunked? Have you had them like nice with like half and half or any little See, milk again, or anything? This, this might be a cooking problem. This yep. could be a cooking problem. Yep. I, you know, I might. I don't want to throw my mom under the bus from back <laughs> in the day because she. I know she listens to the podcast, but she may or may not have cooked good or bad mashed oh, potatoes. No. And if that's the case, then maybe I'm a little tainted on mashed potatoes. Sue and I will make some nice mashed potatoes <laughs> for you this week. Then <laughs> that's what it sounds like is going to happen. I love it, buddy. Well, happy Thanksgiving, man. We'll catch up next time. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving, Hawks fans. Thanks so much for all your support. And uh, let's have a great holiday season. What do you say? Amen. Can't thank both of them enough, Jaden DeRoe and Nick Merrick. I hope you enjoyed those conversations here on Episode 4 of the podcast. As we talked about with both people, that uh, nice little sweep this weekend, much needed for Portland. They're looking like they're heading in the right direction, winning both those games 6-5 to five and 4-2. to two. They got Vancouver in town tomorrow night as this long home stretch continues for them. And then, of course, the daylight game coming up on Friday. That's a fun one. If you haven't got your tickets yet to that, make sure you do it. It's a holiday. Should be a big crowd, and it's an awesome atmosphere. 
atmosphere when they roll the curtains back at the Memorial Coliseum. And don't forget, I don't want to look too far ahead because there's a lot of other games in the meantime. Uh, but coming up on Saturday, December 11th, is the Teddy Bear Toss game, a game that obviously Portland couldn't do last year because of the weird shortened COVID season. So no Teddy Bear Toss game. That is officially back Saturday, December 11th. It will also be the first television game of the year for Portland as Spokane is in town. Really looking forward to that one. So just a few to put on your radar uh, here in the upcoming weeks. And a, a special shout out. Now, I know this is going to be painful for a lot of Hawk fans because they were hoping to get this guy back. But what an incredible run he's been on. And he earns this opportunity and deserves it. Seth Jarvis, officially as of last night. I didn't want to get into it with either guy because I wasn't sure how they would feel about talking about Seth potentially playing in his 10th game. But as we've highlighted for you, when you, you start an NHL season that first year, you, you have a nine-game buffer period before that first year the contract kicks in. So teams can have a basically nine-game tryout with you and then decide, do we want to keep him up or do we want to send him back uh, to the WHL or whatever league they're coming from? And Seth Jarvis, as of last night, crossed over that threshold and played his 10th game. And again, this is tough for Portland. You would have loved to seen Seth Jarvis back in a uniform this year. He's a tremendous player, a first-round selection. But when you look at the way he's been playing, it makes sense why Carolina made this decision. On the last podcast, we played some of his highlights for you, making his debut. He had a stretch in Vancouver, in Anaheim, and in L.A. against the Kings. Three straight games with a goal, and his point streak is now at four games because in San Jose he had an assist. So uh, a, a young man that is playing tremendous hockey, they made the decision. They're sticking with him. And uh, Seth Jarvis looks like he is here to stay. And just to put that in perspective of where he ranks, he became the 15th player in Winterhawks franchise history to get the call from the NHL at the age of 19 or younger. I saw this from Andy Kemper, the man who probably knows more about the Hawks than any other person on the planet, team historian, team statistician, uh, at Andy Kemper on Twitter. He had a great list. If you want to go look through the names of all the guys, you know, recently Seth Jones, uh, Joki Haru, Johansson, you know, some of the guys here recently, Nino Niederreiter, of course. You go all the way back even to guys like Cam Neely. So a great list of players and uh, Seth Jarvis becomes the 15th to get that call at the age 19 or younger. He's sticking in the NHL. A tip of the cap to Seth. Another tremendous success story for this organization and their development of NHL players and he's running with that opportunity and it's a lot of fun to see. That will do it for us here on episode 4 of the Portland Winterhawks podcast. Again, my thanks to Jaden DeRoe. I really enjoyed that conversation. Portland's going to need him to have a big year this year and boy is he off to a great start since returning from the AHL and then of course my buddy Nick Merrick the play-by-play boys have a great Thanksgiving everybody we got some really cool stuff planned coming up for episode 5 potentially diving into the NHL waters of uh, former Winterhawks who have had long lengthy great NHL careers so stay tuned for that have a great Thanksgiving everybody make sure to get out support the Hawks the night before Thanksgiving the daylight game coming up a lot of great opportunities to go support these guys as they're playing some good hockey right now until next time for tickets and more information go to winterhawks.com we'll talk to you on episode 5 go Hawks Yes, I do. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.